what's up everybody and welcome back it is uh friday before a well i'm gonna be traveling next week uh, busy week in the tech world holy shnikes um apple had their big event microsoft's doing some stuff google's killing things <laughs> and um if you're new to the channel as always this is just kind of a, a weekly recap of a lot of things microsoft and a little bit of everybody else and uh, as always, I uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. And we'll just dive right in here, shall we? So Microsoft, um, during Apple's keynote today, today, uh, this week, decided, hey, we're going to push out a new build because we're going to try to generate some um, whatever noise uh, during Apple's big shindig. Anyway, so what they did announce is that there's a new acrylic login screen for Windows 10, which you can see here. Nothing... It's whatever. If you like the Windows Spotlight backgrounds, I guess you're kind of out of luck. But that's it's just going to make things a little bit blurry. That's not your eyeballs. It's actually Windows 10. And so that is, uh, you know, it's whatever. Some people, I'm sure, are going to love that. It doesn't make a difference. It does not change the functionality of Windows 10 in any capacity. But here we are. So uh, other things happening this week before we dive into what Apple did and, and some, frankly didn't do is Google is killing Inbox. So this is actually, this is this kind of sucks uh, because I went from using Newton, which uh, was the best email app and service on the planet, to using, I was playing around with Google Inbox for a little bit. Well, now Google's going to kill that um, sometime early next year. I think in March or something like that. And um, yeah, so if you if you were liking that email client, we're sorry. You now have one less good option uh, available to you. So there's that. Anyways, so Apple had a big event and I am, I didn't even bring it down. I'm still using an iPhone 7 and I, I held off from buying an iPhone X because it was like, well, it's not a big upgrade or whatever. Um, from going from a 7 to an X, you're just getting a larger screen, blah, they got rid of the, the fingerprint reader, nothing, whatever. And late last night, I was sitting there thinking, like, you know, maybe I can just keep this thing. Uh, it runs fine. I'm sure that I will end up getting one of the new X variants here in a little bit. I, I just haven't pre-ordered anything. I don't know. The XR, I, Apple, I think, goofed some of this stuff up, their pricing, because the XR, it's it's good like it's almost too good uh and it's going to eat away a lot of the iphone xs jesus terrible naming um aside i think it's going to eat in a lot of the sales because if you don't care about oled and i'm telling you 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 probably don't care about oled um people are gonna be like yes i do brad i care about those deeper blacks um no you, yeah but do you care 300 dollars more i mean it's you should not buy the, the high-end phone, in my opinion, only to get the OLED screen because I don't think it's worth it. I really don't. You're never going to see the Super Retina or Liquid Retina, whatever the heck they're calling it, next to an OLED phone except for in the Apple Store. And aside from that, does it really make a difference? I, I don't personally think it does. And so I keep trying to talk myself out of buying the XS, and I'm sure that's what I'll end up getting, but we will see. Um, I haven't pre-ordered anything. I actually looked at Verizon today. And um, this isn't all that surprising, I don't think, is that their shipping dates are still for next Friday. Now, granted, I'm not going to be in town next Friday, so it doesn't do me a lot of good to pre-order one anyways. Because um, I'm going to be traveling with the family. But, yeah, the, typically those things get pushed back real quick because of pre-orders. Lots of people pre-order, they run out of stock, you got to wait longer. And I'm sure the date will slip eventually, but it kind of makes sense though in some capacity because it's not like it's a new form factor. All they're really doing is just ripping out the uh, the guts of the old one, just sliding new guts in, and there you go. I mean, the frame is basically the same thing, just a slightly different color. Um, and 
It's not like they have to redesign the metal chassis or anything like that. So, you know, there you go. You know, read into it what you will. I still think Apple will sell a lot, but I think they're going to sell a lot more of the XR because that is the successor, in my opinion, to the iPhone 8. It's not the XS. That's obviously the successor to the X. But then the Apple's also keeping around the iPhone 7, and you can also still buy the iPhone 8. And I, I think Steve Jobs would be really annoyed at how convoluted their... Um, the iPhone lineup is right now, but there's reasons for it and they're going to sell millions and they're going to make a whole bunch of money. And I don't think anybody's ever going to uh, dispute that. But as about 17,000 people told me on Twitter, hey, did you see that the iPhone Max, the X Max, uh, tops out at 1500 bucks? Yeah, I mean, that's Apple, right? They have no problem pushing things to extreme uh, pricing. And there you go. So you can spend $1,500 on a smartphone if you think you need 512 gigabytes of storage on your mobile device, which I don't know why you would. Uh, my iPhone 7, which I looked at before I came down here, is about 95, 96 gigs uh, full. And so a lot of that's just videos of my kid and now my dog and, and random vacation stuff, which is all backed up to various services so I could delete a bunch of that. I, I, If you have 400 gigs on your phone right now, I'd love to know what you keep on there. I guess if you download a whole bunch of movies, but even then you can stream a lot of stuff or just load it up and then get on a plane, watch it and delete it. I don't know. I, I, I don't quite know why you would need 512 gigs. I'm sure there are people and I'm sure they will absolutely let me know when that happens. The bigger thing I think Apple announced is actually that their Apple watch is now uh, certified by um, the FDA, which that is a big deal. I think Apple watch is going to sell like crazy for them. Um, maybe not direct to consumer, although I will probably end up buying one as well. I'm still rocking the first gen because there's no need to jump every gen with the watch stuff. Uh, the fall detection is going to be huge for places like nursing homes. Uh, it's not hard to imagine that they can strap one of those on to every single person in there. And if they fall, then the nurse's desk gets an alert. Um, or you could do it with, if you have older parents, you could buy one for them and they could wear it. And if it falls, you can get a notification. It's really easy to see how that is going to be a monumental device for them and sell and probably the highest capacity, uh, I was trying to think of bulk terms, um, for that watch. I, I think that's a good move. And it's hard to say that there's that fit i mean fitbit absolutely competes with apple but fitbit kind of competes on a lower end segment they're not trying to compete um directly i guess they have the ionic and some other things but i in my opinion i think apple is the dominant player in that market um and i the android variants have yet to really kind of catch up into that volume and so i'm not trying to just jump on the Apple Watch bandwagon because I like it. I, I genuinely think that Apple is winning. I mean, you can ECG with that thing. Granted, if you really think you need one of those, go to the doctor. Don't depend on a stupid watch to tell you that you have heart arrhythmia or anything like that. Um, it might give you some basic functionality and insights, but uh, more than likely, I don't think you're a cardiologist. And I, <laughs> man, if WebMD is bad, Imagine just your, your watch telling you that you're having heart attack and then it being wrong. Um, yeah, so yeah, just just keep in mind, go to a medical professional. What Your watch is not going to replace that. Anyways, moving on here. So Redstone 5 is nearly done. Um, I'm hearing that September 21st is going to be the Dunzo day. Like that's when they're going to sign off and everything. So keep in mind that's about a week from Friday, which means we're going to keep seeing these rapid builds coming out until they find one that they like. They really screwed one up um, this week where they pushed it out and it was still encrypted and, and just really dinging on people's RAMs and then on the RAM and then the CPU. And so keep in mind for September 21st, I'm also hearing from um, somebody who's become quite reliable lately is that 
there there might be a reorg inside of the windows world after redstone 5 ships that's kind of the thing here and this might be actually how terry myerson eventually exits is after that's done and then his role is just kind of diminished and so that would not surprise me if that happened just people moving about um to more things to just different product lines like azure and um office and kind of maybe thinning out the windows card i don't think there's going to be layoffs um i'm not trying to say that but i think that they're just going to be shuffling some people around and um yeah so there's that also this week microsoft stopped selling the core m3 surface laptop if you missed it i posted it up on petri my kind of expectations for the upcoming october event but if you've been listening to this podcast you've known about this since uh, july or early august i think is when i officially started talking about it and it's just going to be a chip refresh probably usb type c on the laptop and pro still haven't heard anything about the studio yet um, but yeah, if you're looking for a Surface Laptop or a Surface Pro, you need to wait about two more weeks, give or take. Um, October 2nd, that's when that stuff's going to be announced. So just keep that in mind. Uh, Microsoft To-Do also got a redesigned web app. Um, I've become a big fan of To-Do. It's done very well for me. I th- There's certain things that I don't like about it that To-Do has did better. But the rate at which Microsoft is updating it is um it's it's great i i think it's um you know it's getting a resurgence in life and uh good job microsoft on that other kind of interesting things from around the web is chromebooks will soon have negative networking connectivity support for windows pcs which is kind of interesting which means that you can integrate a chromebook better into your network to uh, obviously natively connect to your windows pc it's pretty self-explanatory but i think that's a pretty monumental move for helping things in the enterprise and small businesses or even schools for that matter being able to interconnect windows pcs and chromebooks and share content across those two platforms uh, is only going to help the windows 10 or windows 10 the chromebook adoption rate and so it's just a small thing but it plays into a larger picture Um, just a couple questions this week because i pushed it up way too late but mr pki says if windows is now organized and focused on Azure Cloud. Interesting. Uh, Who or what leader is focused on the Xbox OS platform changes and needs, which is currently based on its own uh, revision of Windows 10? So this is, this is almost what I want to call a one core tragedy is that Microsoft spent so much time making the Xbox OS uh, part of one core and one core is just completely fizzled out um, because the phone's completely fizzled out. And so who is, uh, I mean, <laughs> it's got to fall under Phil Spencer somewhere, which I'm a big fan of his. I think he's doing a wonderful job for the Xbox. But that is a very, very good question about who is focusing solely on this Xbox platform. I suspect we will learn more here after this kind of um, update. And the last question real quick here comes from 66 Mustang. He says, now that Newton is toast, rest in peace, uh, have you decided on a new email app? Last week on Windows Weekly, Mary Jo mentioned that she uses 9Mail. What say you? So on my mobile, on my iPhone, I use Outlook. I, I have no problem with Outlook on the mobile device, on iOS. I think it's great. I think it's it's very well done. I have no problem with it. My big, the reason why I switched to Newton, my biggest concern or issue is using, so you're, if you're on your phone and you read an email or you swipe it away or we do whatever with it, that action takes place. When you go to your desktop, half the time in my mail app, my Windows 10 mail app, it's not recognized that I have made a change on another device. So I have to mark emails as read again or all that stuff. And that's where Newton did very well because it uses a third-party service to monitor all those things. And it worked very, very well. And so what I'm looking for is a complete solution from the iOS to uh, desktop. And the mail app on Windows 10 is just not great. 
I wish that they would just take either the Outlook web app and just make that the mail app or um, just port the iOS app to Windows 10 and just use that. I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't know why Microsoft is taking so long on this stuff. If anybody has any insight of that, I would absolutely love to know that. And so, um, like I said, I'm going to be traveling next week. Uh, might be able to do the podcast, but I'm actually traveling Friday morning. So Ignite takes place uh, basically a week from Monday. I'm going down a few days early with the family because it's in Orlando. I think we're going to try to hit uh, Disney World for a couple days. And then they will fly home and I will stay down for Ignite. I think that's our plan, uh, at least as of right now. And so, um, yes, that wraps it up for this week. Just a quick recap. And if you have any questions, you can always find the question thread on Threat.com every Thursday afternoon, give or take. And have yourselves a wonderful Friday. We'll catch you right back here next time.